When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shinobu Yamamoto sighting in Philadelphia. Welcome to PHIY Phillies podcast. I'm Renee Washington, joined by my dear friends, colleagues who are always doing a great job with me, weighing in on the Phillies, Jamie Lynch, Tyler Zuli. We're having fun because every day it's a different rumor. And today the rumor and the speculation is around Yamamoto. We've talked about Josh Hader, Blake Snell. We've talked about Aaron Nola, which we will also get into today. We will also have our friend from across the pond, Dave Shaw of UK Phillies on the show as well, as we talk about the London series later today. But plenty to unpack this morning. Uh, welcome into the show. Join the conversation. Join us in the chat. Hit that like button. Give your good mornings and your happy Wednesdays. Jamie, we have talked about Yamamoto, the 25-year-old has been one of the, as we looked across all of the free agents, of course, a top three prospect that we've talked about. And now we've heard reports coming out that as of uh, this moment, because it might change in the next hour or day or so, according to Jim Salisbury and what he said in an interview, the Phillies do not have much, although they don't have much history signing Japanese players, they do have legit interest in having a, a serious plan put together to bring in the right-hander Japanese sensation Yamamoto. What were your initial thoughts about this when you heard Jim break the news in an interview with uh, WIP? Uh, well, I saw him at a Wawa on the Black Horse Pike getting a pork roll sizzly. So he's basically already a Philly. I'm just going <laughs> to confirm that right now. Uh, he's already one of us. Uh, maybe he'll be at the Knicks in, in Reading Terminal in a little bit, getting a roast pork broccoli, Rob. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, just kidding. Uh, he's not a pork roll like, egg. Oh my gosh, whoa! He's not a pork roll egg and cheese guy. He's a traditional bacon, egg, and cheese sizzly guy. Gosh, so, I love uh, a good pork roll, though. Yeah, well, pork roll's the best. Uh, but yeah, the the rumor... Uh, it, and look, it's Jim Salisbury, so there's not a more trusted guy to hear it from. You know, him and, him and Jason Stark kind of uh, are the local baseball guys that, without a doubt, uh, if they say something... Um, you know, they have it on good information. The mm -hmm. fact that he said they have uh, real interest in them is, is really exciting. You know, Dave Dombrowski and his front office staff are one of 10 teams this year uh, that went over, recruited them, or recruited them, scouted them. Uh, I'm sure they had scouts at the World Baseball Classic because when you have uh, those guys playing in your backyard, you better be scouting yeah. them. Um, so, you know, I think it's a guy that's been on their radar for a, a long time. You know, Zach Berman and Bo Wolf are down the hall uh, recording the Eagles podcast with Fletcher Cox today. And as Zach was walking into the studio, 
he goes, I, I want Yamamoto. I'm in. And as he said, to, I don't know if you were here or not. He said on the way in to the studio, which is the over. I was over sitting right next to you. I didn't know if you were in or not. You came in like three minutes. <laughs> I was literally sitting there. But Zach's point is, <laughs> was a great one. And it's part of why he's so exciting. He said, you can't get any free agent pitchers like this at age 25 years old. So the fact that he's so young uh, really makes him incredibly exciting because if he is what a lot of sharp baseball people think he is, you're getting his prime years. Mm -hmm. And that could be, you know, the price is not going to be cheap, but you could be looking at eight or nine years of Yamamoto, uh, you know, being the front end of your rotation type of guy. So it's, it's really exciting to think about. It is. And I know we talked on a show when we were, you know, deep diving into Yamamoto. And of course, the price that Yamamoto is projected to be picked up at is very high. And there was always a question of risk reward. And especially at 25 years old um, and have not having seen him enough from our perspective, because we're not the ones scouting him. It was some question mark of, are you willing to take that gamble and trust that Yamamoto can come and be a top starting pitcher? But obviously every team around the league has been actively pursuing, talking about ways to bring in Yamamoto. Outside of Shohei Otani, Yamamoto has been one of the highest prospects, rightfully so. And so when you talk about the fact that the Phillies have had chances to scout him, they did go and have an opportunity to watch Yamamoto pitch. Um, that was reported back a while ago that John Heyman of the New York Post first reported in August the Phillies were among 10 teams at that time that were scouting Yamamoto and were able to go out and watch him. And Dave Dombrowski and team has been actively you know pursuing him and rightfully so i know we have been back and forth about it but this this is a, this is exciting to think about um it's it's a lot because we just don't know and i know each of us have talked about it tyler's talked about it like we just haven't seen yamamoto enough but for dave dombraskin for the phillies and for the scouting side they had taken a chance at, to look at him obviously at the world baseball classic we saw him really burst onto the scene in a huge way internationally but also has been such a big pitcher in the pacific league in japan across 23 starts 164 innings the, the numbers that Yamamoto has posted are phenomenal so as we welcome you all into the chat let's take a quick look at some of those numbers that Yamamoto has been pitching because he's good he's very good and at 25 years old remarkable 17 and 6 record a 117 ERA 176 strikeouts and under one an 860 whip guys that's mid 90s fastball that's sicko shit that's and, filthy <laughs> Splitter is his best pitch. Now, he's also the back-to-back -back Pacific League MVP, which uh, the awards he's racked up are equivalent to, like, the Cy Young Award. And he also, his posting fee is approximately $25 million. So, Yamamoto brings the heat. He knows how to pack it. And yeah. at 25 years old, like Zach was saying, like we're saying, you do rarely find those types of talents available. High price tag, but worth the investment? Yeah, so this is a quote from a National League pro scouting director who made multiple trips to Japan. Uh, he, he was quoted anonymously to Baseball America. He said, he's got so many weapons. His pitch ability is so good. The guy has power, feel, aptitude, deception. He makes it work. He's going to be a number two or number three starter. Now, if you're if you're pushing all in to make this guy your number one, I think that's that's a ballsy decision, uh, for lack of a better word. Uh, but if if you're pushing him to be your number two, uh, that's a really good situation to be in. 
you know, he's the first ever in the Japanese baseball league to throw no hitters in back-to-back seasons. Uh, he throws in the mid nineties. Uh, he has an arsenal of pitches. Uh, he's really exciting in the world baseball classic. As you mentioned a little bit earlier was the kind of the, that first and only time I've seen him pitch. Tyler's seen him pitch. You've Bless seen you, him pitch. Tyler. Uh, it's a small sample size, but he fared pretty well uh, against major league hitters. Uh, and, you know, that's the stat line here, if I can read my own notes. In uh, two starts, uh, I'm trying to read the innings here. This is so small in my eye. Seven and a third innings. He had a 2.45 ERA, picked up the one win, uh, struck out only two. Uh, but, oh no, I'm sorry. Struck out 12 earned runs was two, uh, whip below one, uh, held opponents to a 160 batting Oof. average. Now, very small sample size, but one of the things you look with, with unknowns, like, and uh, it could be a prospect coming up, you know, Johan Rojas, whoever you're talking about, do they look overmatched? Do they look mm-hmm. like they belong? You know, like you're not looking for a guy to come in day one and look like he's the MVP of the league. Although yeah. if you're special, you can do that. But you just look like you belong, and in a very small sample size in the World Baseball Classic, uh, he looked like he belonged, and he looked like why, you know, not only the Phillies but other teams are excited at the possibility of him. Yeah. Well, welcome in, guys, in the chat. I just want to give a shout out to those of you that are joining us. I see John in there, uh, Nick. Hello, nice to have you here, Nick Shawland. I don't know that I've seen you as much on on here as live with us. At least, nice to have what you, up, Nick. Nick. Eugene Krabs. If you were an outfielder, you would always catch me. Why? Thank you. That's helpful, <laughs> Dave. I thanks for having my back too, Dave. You've got you my back call, like Draymond Green. Did you just Clay call her a can back. of corn, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Yeah, Dave's got my back like Draymond. He's just put Eugene in a chokehold. Dude, somebody, um, <laughs> and, I, and there's only a select few guys in the NBA. Somebody needs to square Draymond up and fight that man at center court, and the refs just need to like I box people so out and, and let them go. Just, Draymond, just let Draymond fight somebody. I'm so sick of him Draymonding around the league. But if and Draymond just was injected. your teammate, you'd love that dude. No. I just, like Marcus Morris uh, from the Sixers, you might be like one of the few guys in the league that could actually yeah. like, put him in there. Him let him go. So, like the refs and the players, like they, just somebody's got to take him on one on one. I really need to see uh, it happen. Uh, just coming over. Uh. Rudy Gobert, man. I know. Yeah. I know. Carl Anthony Towns teams are always getting choked out. It is always. It is always Rudy and, and yeah. Carl. Um, but yes, <laughs> we we did not technically. We did kind of technically compare to Rudy. But anyways, let's get back to um, things. I know I've got some early song requests in the chat. I might not sing today, guys. You know, supply and demand. I can't sing every day. Not on Yamamoto Day. Not on Yamamoto Day. Okay, dad has spoken. <laughs> not on Yamamoto Day. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm not singing. I was not going to think of that anyways. If you Jamie. have a Yamamoto song, that Jeez. could ruin everything. It could turn oh, off the You want me to stuff. put on a Yamamoto song together? <laughs> you got one? That's I could come you. up with one. Just give me a beat. <laughs> give me a song and I'll, I'll make yeah. a beat. All right, so updates from Jim uh, as Jim is speaking and supply and demand. Can't give you guys songs every day. You got to tune back in because you never know when we're going to be singing on here. We are going to be singing. No, never. Wee oui, wee oui, wee oui, wee. Oui. All right. So Jim Salisbury was saying uh, some different things in the interview around Yamamoto. Just some updates for you. Uh, so he did say, and I quote: "You see him loosely connected to the Phillies. You you more see him connected to the usual suspects like the two New Yorks and the Yankees and the Mets. 
the Dodgers. But to me, the Phillies are a big market team and a very aggressive owner, a very aggressive front office, and an intent and huge will to win and a will to spend money. Of course, Yamamoto's name has been tossed out um, and in the conversation with a lot of teams. And then also, as we've talked about the history of Japanese players in Major League Baseball, not as high. Obviously, there's been some. Tani looking at you that have come in and really taken the league by the reins but the other point of it that I like what Jim is saying is why not start one you know there's not a lot of history with Japanese players why not start one now it's not a knock on whether or not they can play in this league take a chance see what he can do and he's saying you know at 25 years old you haven't really other than you guess other than I guess Ranger Suarez developed a young starting pitcher this is all Jim's words not mine uh we're still waiting for Mick Abel and Griff McGarry to throw strikes Andrew Painter is going to be down for a year this guy's 25 years old one of the big attractions to Bryce Harper a few years ago was he's a 26 year old free agent well this guy's younger so he's making some great points when you think about it um it is very rare and be able to have a guy like Yamamoto available in free agency as much as we like talking about the Mr. Durable Aaron Nola or Sonny Gray as a veteran plug and play there's also a lot of enticing uh aspects around a young pitcher like Yamamoto who already is throwing fastballs and and has the numbers that is showing us that he can be a great starting pitcher especially yeah. as a number two to Zach Wheeler yeah and the painter point I think is, is a good one too uh, because if I, I do think a Zach Wheeler extension is very much on uh, the priority list for the Phillies this year uh, then you can kind of ease painter in if Yamamoto ends up being the real deal where you have mm-hmm. Wheeler Yamamoto and then you still have adorable Ranger there potentially as a three or four. If Ranger Suarez ends up becoming your four and Painter becomes the real deal in two years, then you're going to see the back end of Zach Wheeler. And then if Yamamoto really does have special stuff, could inch his way towards your one. Uh, and then maybe Painter can inch up into your two or three. So uh, his age, I think, is a huge factor in this in terms of the five-year plan for the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, not only immediately, uh, but I think it takes some pressure off Andrew Painter where, you know, he doesn't have to come in and be the guy. He has somebody to grow with and alongside, uh, you know, Cody Senga uh, ended up being a national league uh, rookie of the year finalist who came over from Japan a year ago and he wasn't nearly as good as Yamamoto is. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a recent trend from just a year ago where you look at it and you go, all right, well, Cody Senga was a little bit older again, to the point of being 25 it's uh it's a rare thing so you know he's i've been talking about yamamoto all year a little bit to like friends and stuff and then you know part of me got scared and i was like well aaron nola's safe and yamamoto's money i'm back to not giving a damn about john middleton's money go go through go throw the 200 million dollars at this kid and you know it could fix the long-term starting rotation problem if he pans out in a spectacular fashion it would be phenomenal. Um, I'm getting some song requests. And honestly, Jamie, I'm getting the itch. It's hard to turn no, these no, requests down for a remix Yamamoto, of the Philly song, yeah. a SpongeBob theme song. And as Eugene Crabs is saying no. that, I'm not going to lie in my Don't head. Don't encourage her, guys. In my head, I just came up with some pretty oh, no. great lyrics for Yamamoto. Let's, Yama let's Moto, that one overnight. Song, but I'm not going to do it. They'll let me sleep on it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight the it's urge. It's a lot of hot stove to get to. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do too much and mm-hmm. sing you guys every day you know yeah. it's otherwise you're not ready to freestyle you're just yet. getting free you, songs you you're write, getting free yeah. concerts you know yeah. i gotta this isn't go into the lab a little go bit into the game time app and be able to purchase <laughs> some tickets to buy a chance to see me in concert i'm not giving you free shows and that was not a, a segue into the game time app we're not there yet but i will say one thing that also was really neat um 
if Yamamoto did sign with the Phillies, aside from aside from all of the phenomenal baseball pitching prowess he would bring, he also would become just the third Japanese-born player to ever play for the Phillies. Yeah. The previous two, do you know them? Uh, Sotaguchi and Tad. Uh, Tadahito Iguchi. Uh, yeah. Wait. Sotaguchi and Tadahito Iguchi. Yes. Yeah. And they were both MLB players before the Phillies got them, so they've never gone right. Direct this would be a first where you would absolutely have a Japanese-born player that hasn't played in the league yet. And the, his first stop in Major League Baseball would be with the Phillies. So some exciting opportunities. I'm always about bre- being able to break glass ceilings and, and mix it up, especially when it comes to diversity and bringing in somebody that's talented, regardless where they're from, regardless where they played. If he's got the numbers to, to show this, to back it up, why not? So I know we've talked, there's been a lot of high risk reward. Um, all of us have been very actively on the Aaron Nola as the, the top prospect that we would love for the Phillies to be able to sign again, but that's not looking practical. So as we're looking at other names. We've talked about Corbin Burns, which is where my Let It Burn song came from. Mm. Uh, Yamamoto. We've talked about Blake Snell. There's other names in the, in the mix. So exciting that the Phillies have been have not Tamagotchi. I didn't say Tamagotchi. <laughs> like the pet? My sister had one. I used to have one of those. Yeah. Um, but it is great that the Phillies, what I like about this, have been so active in in all these conversations that we're hearing them pursuing the best free agents possible, the best pitchers possible out there. So Yeah, and, uh, you know, there was somebody else, I forget who we were hey, talking about heaven. it, um, that the Snell interest might be waning some. Was that was that a Stark report? Yeah, there have been. So Because um, we were discussing There have been the some show. other updates around the league. Jason Stark, who, as we talked about, always does a great job with Him and Salisbury Major League goats. Baseball coverage. So Jason Stark, um, in a recent piece, and this actually just, I saw this today, said the Phillies are now lukewarm on Blake Snell. Yeah, However, if Nola leaves and Yamamoto goes to a team with a richer history with Japanese players, Snell could still be in play. And then also said the Phillies are not in the Josh Hader market. So for MBD or anybody else, anti-Josh Hader, here's a pop, you know, some possible news that the Phillies are not in the Josh Hader market. And lukewarm is not great. I don't like lukewarm. So it uh, just shows where the Phillies are on Blake Snell right now, that he'd be kind of that backup option if things yeah, fall through. The with fact that Nolan Jim and Amaboto. Jason kind of uh, are approaching this from different angles, I mm-hmm. think Jason, without saying it, is saying that, you know, Snell is their third option of these top three. I think when Jim comes out and says what he says on WIP yesterday, yeah. I think it's, I think it's cl- well, not clear, but me reading through the tea leaves of the reports, I would say their top prospect is probably Yamamoto, Nola being second. Uh, but then you get into that uh, discomfort of giving Nola $200 million. But I wouldn't say haters out of it, but I would think if you can't get a Yamamoto or, you know, one of these $200 million pitchers, if you're getting a Sonny Gray, do you want to like counterbalance your spending by grabbing a hater or something? But I, I think from what those two are telling you, haters probably like fourth or fifth on that list. Um, I would say probably Yamamoto, Nola, Snell, Sonny Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez, Hater. Um, you know, it's early, and the winter meetings are, are when this stuff's going to, you know, pick up, and maybe some actual signings will start to happen. Uh, but the fact that Jason Sark says lukewarm on on Blake Snell, it's interesting. Uh, there was a lot going on yesterday, so I think uh, that's just my guess on the situation. Uh, but it, my guess is that Yamamoto is now their number one option because mm-hmm. Aaron Nola is – 29 years old and that's why at being 25 years old most pitchers that hit the market um you know are these 
Jordan Montgomery's, Blake Snell's, Aaron Nola's, all these guys are 29 years old. Sonny Gray's mm -hmm. 34 years old. So if you value a, a player's prime and his youth, then would you rather spend $200 million on Yamamoto or would you rather spend $200 million on Aaron Nola? I think uh, if you decide that they're both quality pitchers, you, you're going to pay for the youth. Yeah. Um, so that might be the thing that really separates them from the rest of the pack. And it might be something that makes John Middleton say, screw it, give him $230 million. I don't care because you're going to be up against the Yankees, the Mets, probably the Dodgers, the Rangers, mm -hmm. all these, maybe the Red Sox. Um, you know, I know they said no to Otani, but they didn't say no to Yamamoto. So these big market, big money clubs are all going to be in the hunt here. And uh, we'll see who's got a breaking point of what, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're all Yamamoto'd up and we'll be following this one closely. Well, the, good, the thing that we do know is we're going to see some guys in some different uniforms and jerseys, and that means you'll have to go out and buy some new uniforms to rock around the ballpark, and you can do that at FOCO. So as you're going to have some new favorites that are on the Phillies, you're going to need a place to go buy some merch, and that's FOCO. So head over to FOCO, use that code PHLY, get 10% off of your purchase. And again, that is PHLY for those that are listening on YouTube and watching along live. It's right there on your screen for you. For those of you that are listening across our podcast platforms that we always appreciate tuning in after the show, PHLY gets 10% off. Bobbleheads, collectibles, toys, shirts, uh, hoodies, hats, slippers, you name it, they've got it at FOCO, so you can make sure whichever free agent or whichever big-name players get signed with the Phillies, uh, you'll be able to have some great merch to rock. So as we're talking through the updates around Major League Baseball, specifically with starting pitchers, the New York Yankees have been actively pursuing. Bastards. According to John Morosi, uh, Morosi did They're say that the money. Yankees are among the most engaged teams in the pursuit of free agent mm. starters, expressing interest in both Ace Yoshinobu Yamamoto, and of course, the seasoned Mr. Durable, Aaron Nola. So this is where it comes into play of what is your list. As we've talked about, um, there is without a doubt, it seems like the front runners, Aaron Nola, which is not likely, Yamamoto, and then Snell, Josh Hader. I know we, we talked MBDBF up because now you're in the chat. Now that we start talking about Josh Hader not being Josh someone Hader that Google alert they, went off. Yeah, it was like ding, your ears are itching. Um, <laughs> Josh Hader's lower on that list, according to this. But of course, it's because of the fact that other teams like the Yankees are so actively looking to pursue. Yamamoto, Nola, that it's, you know, the Phillies, like everybody else, have their list. But those Yankees. Yeah. Well, it's nice to be, like, finally in that upper class with the Yankees. Oh, I'll say that. That's a way to you look at I mean? it. Like, I like that. Like, uh, the fact that you're too. competing with these clubs is a real credit to John Middleton and the ownership group because majority of my life you weren't in those conversations. So uh, the fact that you're in a hunt for a kid like this is really exciting. You know, it looks it makes a lot of sense that the Yankees want to pair Garrett Cole with one of these top end type of guys. Um, they've kind of had a, a downturn. Uh, you know, the Red Sox and Yankees not mattering. I'm sure Major League Baseball wants them to matter again. Um, so you're in there and you're fighting out with these big clubs. And, you know, that's exciting. And, and the San Diego Padres look like they're not. Uh, they tried to play. Uh, at the fighting weight of these mm -hmm. upper echelon money teams. And it looks like they done screwed up. Um, you know, they had to get, they had to borrow 50 million in, in August uh, just to make payroll and stuff. And, and Jeff Passan yesterday. So that's, I bring that up. That's one less club you have to worry about. Like yeah. in the past, you know, they were spending money on 
on some of these guys uh, like crazy, and now it's catching up with them. So they've dropped out. So you're you're basically looking at you know the Rangers, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Phillies as your kind, and maybe the Cubs um, as your as your big money spenders. Uh, and the Padres are going to have to sell off Juan Soto. And if I'm the Yankees, you know they Giancarlo Stanton can't stay healthy. They they need outfield help. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge has health concerns. You know, do you go and, and make that big splash for a Juan Soto? They typically have uh, a great farm system. So if they get Juan Soto, because Jeff Passan says the only way out of this for the Padres is to get rid of Soto, uh, maybe that eliminates them from the Yamamoto thing. So, like, you know, the hot stove is really going to start cooking in, in beginning of December. But there's a ton of rumors flying around right now. I think there's going to be a lot of change in the league yeah. this year. There's some more guys we're going to get to here. I know Tyler's all... Uh, excited about one of the pitchers available. Um, so I think this is, um, I don't want to say a new era of Major League Baseball, but it feels to me like it's its starting a lot earlier this year. It's a little bit more of a frenzy on the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the winter meetings are going to be like pretty active in terms of signings and trades and whatnot. So, and the Phillies, we actually have to mention, made a trade yesterday. They did. They did. Um, but as you, before we even get to that, as you mentioned, Brian Cashman and the Yankees have been actively Bastards. talking about pursuing outfielders, multiple outfielders this yeah. winter. So once makes well a ton as, of sense for them. Yeah, as well as looking to bring in, if they can, someone like Yamamoto. So I know in the chat you guys were saying those stinking Yankees as well because, yeah, they're irritating. Um, but... As you talk about, there is a lot of other news. So we can't stay too long on Yamamoto because we've got plenty of other. It is very exciting because every day we've been hearing more and more of, you know, rumors and names getting tossed in the hat. And it's allowed us to have a chance to kind of process what that would look like for the Phillies. And for 25-year-old Yamamoto with the Phillies is exciting. We've all talked about the high-risk but also high reward possibly um, because he, he, there are maybe question marks, especially for us since we haven't had as much scouting opportunity, but that's why that's not our jobs. Yeah. All right. So as we talk about, there is some other news um, around the league before we get to the Phillies news specifically. Shohei Otani uh, has been consistently one of the bigger names without a doubt, because he's the top prospect. And according to ESPN's Alden Gonzalez, uh, Otani has made it known that he's open, open to a short-term deal with a high average annual value. So I know it's been a lot of conversation about the amount of money and the high deal that Otani is looking for. Well, now, with especially I'm assuming with him wanting to go to a place where he can win right away, Otani has also made it known that he is open to a short-term deal with a high AAV. So Ooh. that changes some things for some teams that now can possibly afford to bring in Otani. Um, I know he's not pitching for one of those years, but if John Middleton threw down something like two years and a hundred million dollars, uh, build that man a statue. Uh, because the only way I know our buddy Vince was in the chat yesterday saying, you know, maybe you can bring back Reese. Cause you do kind of need that right-handed power bat. Uh, but whatever, if uh, he mentioned Kyle Schwarber playing left field, the only situation in which I'm okay watching Kyle Schwarber play the field again is if Shohei Otani is your DH. Like, if that's true and he's looking for that one or two year, like, crazy money deal, first of all, there's no bad one year deals in baseball. That's something I believe in in my core. Uh, and two, 
if you were, or it's a, let's say it's a three-year deal for 125 million or something like that, screw it. You know, Dave P saying four for 350, <laughs> <laughs> two for 100, not near enough. I, I mean, <laughs> may, probably not, but 50 million dollars a year to be a DH sounds like pretty good coin to me. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, may, who knows? But the fact that that's out there now. And, you know, the thing came out the other day about the Braves and this and that. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants a piece of this kid. Um, it, it seems like he wants to go to a team that's going to compete. It seems like he, he had enough of his time in Anaheim where he was like, all right, this is stupid. I'm baseball Jesus. I'm the reincarnation of Babe Ruth or whatever you want to call me. Uh, get me to a team where I can win. So if teams that can win can throw you... $150 million for, uh, you know, I don't know, three years, $200 million for three years, whatever the hell it costs. It's a, sh it's, it's probably not a bad deal, which is wild to think about because Otani would hit, I don't know, 85 bombs in citizens bank park. Like, <laughs> and then he could possibly pitch the second year. Like, I mean, you want to talk about return on your investment. Bryce Harper may have been nothing. If you're John Middleton in the board, looking at the finances of it, you know, part of Bryce Harper was, well, he's going to bring in a lot of attendance. He's going to bring in a lot of merchandising. Um, that was just domestic. What Shohei Otani could bring to a major market club in return on an international, uh, you know, like Phillies gear, like you're going to get a certain amount of that money back right off the bat. So screw it, John Middleton. Go give that man three years, $200 million. Get nuts. <laughs> Let's get weird. I'm all for it. Like, screw it. The yeah. fact that that's out there now is also really exciting. It is. It's very exciting. And we are also going international today. Later on in the show, we will have Dave Shaw from UK Phillies joining us. So we're going international here on PHOI Phillies podcast. Uh, but as you mentioned, the current AV record in baseball is $43.3 million. Is that Scherzer? Or is that um, I don't know. Verlander Scherzer, I think, has it. But Otani would most likely pass that. So it is exciting when you think about it. I know there's some mixed reviews in the chat. Some 175 people for three. That Otani fits everywhere. People are saying, no, it's not worth it, especially since he can't pitch in this upcoming season. Uh, but as you mentioned, there are other benefits. Like Dave is saying, like you're saying, you're selling out Citizens Bank Park instantly. And not even just home games. Away games are probably going to have a boost in ticket sales, too. Um, because the idea of Otani with the Phillies makes for some great baseball, um, even as a DH. So It's not fantasy baseball talk, Dave. I mean, these <laughs> there's only a handful of teams that can afford to pay a Shohei Otani. Luckily for us, as Phillies fans... They are, in theory, one of them. And a team that he can step into and win. He wants yeah. to go to a club where he's able to have a chance at winning a World Series. And what better Do team than Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. But the fact that it's a short-term thing. Like, I, don't, I didn't think John Middleton wanted to pay a billion dollars to three players in Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, and Shohei Otani. But now if it's potentially that short, high end, that changes things. It and does. Uh, it's not fantasy baseball talk. I mean, it's it's potentially um, an athlete the sport has never seen before. Yeah, he's, he's, he's superhuman. He might be worth every penny. Yeah, and and just as great as a DH. I mean, obviously, you'd love to have oh him on the God. mound. but would, That swing is so yeah. smooth. I mean, he would just crush. That exactly. would be a lot of fun. I, You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, don't even talk about it. It's not because I was thinking, you know, nine and ten year deal for – 550 million 600 million dollars whatever the hell it is he's gonna get now if it's short term it changes everything 
Yeah, we've talked about uh, Kyle Schroeder as leadoff or possibly moving down in the batting order. Imagine having it's the only way Shohei Otani <laughs> yeah. in that. Oh, my goodness. All right, so there have been other changes as well because the Phillies aren't done. They're just getting started. And so the news broke that uh, after having a good showing at the Arizona Fall League, Oliver Dunn, who we talked on the show in our Tuesday edition, um, was breakout player of the year. He finished with a slash line of 342, 455, 616 with two homers and 11 RBIs in 19 games. And then, as we talked about him yesterday, then we were, we're talking about him more today because Dunn was included in a trade. The Phillies did acquire two players from the Tampa Bay Rays in separate transactions previously, and now they've gone on to actively make a trade with the Brewers. So more trades happening. And the news broke shortly after our show yesterday which is wild. There's a lot of news that breaks right after our show that the Phillies have sent Dunn to the Brewers for outfielder Henry Mendez and infielder Robert, Robert Moore. Um, we talked about Dunn, and here he's been moved to Milwaukee. So we've seen the Tampa Bay Rays deals. We've seen the Milwaukee deals. Some some small moves here and there that the Phillies yeah. are making this offseason. It makes sense because, you know, to keep him as last year's Rule 5 player, he would have had to have been added to the 40-man mm -hmm. roster. They clearly didn't want to do that. Maybe they didn't see the need for that utility type of player. I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, but they get the Brewers' 13th and 14th overall prospects. Uh, is that exciting? Uh, as Tyler said, these aren't real people. Uh, we <laughs> won't remember any of them. Uh, it's probably a, a pretty irrelevant move. I mean, your Shane Victorinos and your Jason Wirths of the world don't happen very often. And those were guys, I believe, coming off of injury concerns, at least with Worth. I'm not sure about Victorino, that you were able to get them in Rule 5 drafts. So, like, those are, those are your lottery hits. Uh, these guys we'll probably never talk about again, but uh, <laughs> hey, it's, it's all about how you shift and maneuver, you know, 40-man mm -hmm. rosters and this and that. So they get two guys that they can, you know, keep in the minors, I think, for a little bit, at least for a year or two. And um, they are at 38 men, so they have two open spots for the 40-man roster uh, approaching that Rule 5 draft, which is December 6th, the last yes. day of the winter meeting so uh you know just a just a shuffle of the roster basically well as we're um, talking about tyler age, doesn't even think they're real as we're, they are real as he's we're talking he's, about age, he's a rule five truther <laughs> he doesn't even think 75 percent of these guys are real people 26 year old dunn was in this move traded for two younger much younger prospects yeah. now you mentioned where they're ranked actually more at 21 years old is the number 15 prospect in the brewers pipeline and 20 year old mendez number 27 in the brewers uh pipeline line excuse me but younger and it's just it's small pieces it's chess not checkers there's small little moves being made that are uh for a much much bigger reason uh so it's interesting as we hear they are real people guys if i wanted to go 20 say, and 21 years old watch them uh, in lehigh valley maybe i could hit yeah. up the game time app to get my tickets renee uh and you can too use code <laughs> phly for 20 dollars off your first purchase you know, maybe the Iron Pigs are involved there, but you want to get over to Lakewood. I'm sure Game Time's got you uh, because they are your hub for buying tickets. It should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater shows near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and get hyped for the fun you're going to have. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, it's a great app. I've, uh, I've used it twice now. So snag the tickets without the stress of game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off 
your first purchase. Terms apply. Just create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, I love the conversation in the chat that you guys are having. Um, your thoughts on <laughs> Yamamoto, on Tyler Zuli's mom and dad, um, on Middleton. Just all, we're just all over the place there. But something else I know I wanted to share uh, before we move along. Other news about Yoro. Oh. Johan Roas. Yeah. Uh, according to Dave Dombrowski, <laughs> this just came out earlier this morning. Dave Dombrowski said a couple of times uh, that the Phillies will not anoint Johan Rojas as their everyday center fielder in 2024. We, of course, on the show have been speculating that Rojas will move down back into AAA, have Classics a chance to work on his at-bats, refine yeah. his game in the minors, and, and then still always have potential. Um, so according to these reports, Dave Dombrowski is saying Yoro will have to earn his job again next spring. And that's pretty pretty on brand and pretty on par for, with what we thought because we definitely saw him struggle down the stretch, especially um, him as well as Orion Kirkring, two young, growing, budding talents. Uh, so for Yoro specifically – the hopes are he can refine his game in the minors, and we'll see what happens in 2024. Yeah, he, he could potentially be a trade piece as well, um, you know, depending on how the outfield market uh, shapes out here. You, you do. I see the chat talking a, a little bit about the right-handed uh, hitter. I, I do think that's a real thing. They need uh, a right-handed bat. Rojas just isn't ready yet. Um, so, you know, you do have some flexibility in terms of Marsh can play center uh, as part of a platoon. If you get a better left fielder than Marsh, you might feel comfortable just being your everyday center fielder with Pache as, uh, you know, the backup depth piece there. You can play Marsh in left. If maybe you find like a, uh, a more veteran center field type to platoon with Pache a little bit. So you have flexibility, mm -hmm. but I do think the right-handed bat thing is real and they're going to be looking for, for that. And maybe it's somebody through the trade market, um, you know, the outfield, um, free agent market isn't great by any means. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, with that outfield position. I know a guy that Tyler, <laughs> um, I would say hates, and he is right-handed. Um, he's an outfielder. Another one of these 29-year-olds with one year of club control. <laughs> hates a strong word, Jamie. Sports hate. Sports hate. You don't word. hate him personally. I don't know the guy. Um I think it might be more intense than hate. Uh, Manuel Margot from yeah, it's not good. <laughs> was formerly the, I believe, with the Padres system and believed to be, you know, like the next Andrew Jones of the Padres, you know, a great defender, power, out. all of that. Now he's been with the Rays and they kind of have, uh, uh, you know, some outfield depth to get rid of. Manuel Margot, Tyler Zuli is on the trade market. Would you? No. <laughs> I, no, because here's the thing. The, 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 the talk about Manuel, Manuel Margot for a long time was there, there should be pop and there never it really never developed. Like, I don't have an issue with the offensive numbers for a guy that you may be thinking about platooning. You know, 264, 310, 3, 376 split is, is okay enough for a guy that you might platoon. But the, the big conversation about Manuel Margot is his defensive ratings. And, and for quite some time, he was a, a, a plus defender, if not better. But over the last couple of seasons, he's, he's, it's starting to decline as he gets a little bit older. He had a negative defensive war in 2023 for the first time in his career. And just amongst outfielders alone, he ranked 269th in baseball. Excuse me, in, in Major League Baseball, he ranked 269th uh, this season with... Uh, a negative three defensive run saved. I mean, you're, when you talk about you get into the negatives, like 
to put it into perspective, Kyle Schwarber was dead last at negative 21. Now, he's not (laughs) that bad, clearly. But to be just the average defender, like let's take Nick Castellanos, for example, he was a zero, I believe. So you're, you're, you're adding another negative defender to the mix who used to be elite and still has that like, like sprinkles in elite defense from time to time, but he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Well, I know, um, I know Tyler, Tyler, you're, you've got it. You've hit it on the head, I believe. Um, but I know also in the chat, you guys, are somebody asked about Justin Crawford. I want to just hit on that really quickly before we move along. Eugene Krabs wants a Margot Robbie yes. graphic. Uh, he is the better Robbie or Margot. Yes. yes. So um, Dave was asking about the word on Crawford and how many years he's away uh, and if he's he legit. And year. for the um, Phillies player development, Preston Mattingly, he said that Crawford has been showing exit velocities that show he has he has it. He's got the potential, but it just hasn't been consistent enough. And so there's there's just some tweaks that are needed. So they didn't give a timeline. And he's two years he's, away at earliest. Yeah, but he's at least a, making an improvement and showing potential. It's just a matter of having him doing it consistently. He, he, so, uh, he just became their number two prospect. I mean, he's yeah. really exciting. Uh, potential center fielder in, in two years, probably. Uh, still pretty young, uh, but he's gotten rave reviews. As you said, increased his his exit velocity. Uh, he started hitting to the gaps a little bit more this year. He's fast as hell. He's potentially a great center fielder. Um, you know, probably could play the corner outfield if you need him to. He's mm-hmm. that rangy. Uh, he's just an overall really exciting prospect. But yeah, he's probably at earliest two years away. But yeah. he's a kid we should do, take a road trip to go see this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I know that's something we want to do down the line, either go up to Lehigh or Jersey or wherever uh, mm-hmm. and take a trip to see some of these kids because Crawford is damn exciting. Yeah. Good question, Dave. We're always open to the questions in the chat. Some of them more open to them than others. Um, I know we've got our guest Dave Shaw ready to join us on the show just to run through some other quick notes before we bring him in from UK Phillies. So, uh, also, we talked about Reese Hoskins and the Chicago Cubs, and one of the Cubs fans were even in yesterday asking about Reese. Yeah, and the CHGO. Cubs, according to Morosi, the Cubs do have serious interest, and it doesn't necessarily mean a one-year deal. Um, they're trying to avoid that. So, potentially, we might be seeing Reese Hoskins in a Cubs uniform. Yeah, they said because Bellinger, they kind of wish they hadn't done the mm-hmm. one-year deal and invested maybe in a two- or three-year deal. He said that could be something that you know makes them look at Reese Hoskins – uh, as a multi-year uh, deal. So it's not necessarily a short-term thing. And if Reese went to Wrigley, I, you know, that'd be cool. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I then like obviously, as we know, the Padres continue to have financial issues. So they look. it looks like they're going to have to trade Soto. Um, and as Jamie says, sad. I was, I was queuing you up to say, but you didn't. It's okay. It's fine. I thought we were on the same page here, but apparently not. And then uh, as we expected, and by no surprise, Aaron Nola and the everybody else, all seven guys that received qualifying offers, did reject them. Big yeah. surprise there. <laughs> so with that, we do have news that the Phillies will be playing in London. That's yeah, right. Going? The major Sure. You're paying? No. The Major League Baseball World Tour is back in London in 2024. And what perfect timing to have somebody on today than, uh, than now. It's from UK Phillies. Welcome in, Dave. Nice to have you here, buddy. How are you? Thank you for having me on, guys. I'm great. I'm already stoked. I'm really excited for next June. And uh, just hearing you guys talking on about Yamamoto possibly being here and seeing him in London. So, no, you know, it, it's yeah. it's going to be exciting. I can't wait. 
Yeah, it is crazy to think you can be getting a Yamamoto sighting in a Phillies uniform in London. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts. Um, I know I saw you did a great vlog about the, the London series, giving people some insight on what to expect and things like that. Phillies versus Mets in June. What was your initial reaction when you heard that the Phillies are going to be playing right in your backyard? Still even now, and even being out the weekends, it hasn't quite sunk in yet, you know. Um, the Phillies are coming to town. Ex straight away, excitement, you know. Unbelievable. This is actually going to be happening. Uh, myself and lots of other Phillies fans around the UK and Europe have been nonstop chatting about it ever since. So many events being planned, especially at Passionk Avenue. Um and it's against the Mets, you know, the, the rivalry is, is going to be incredible. They're going to come over in their numbers. So are the Philly fans who always travel well. It's going to be surreal. It's going to be, you know, I'm trying to take it in now and just, you know, digest everything. But uh, it's been, you know, social media has been a whirlwind. Messages coming through. Uh, I've been trying to give so much advice on where to stay, travel, tickets. Uh and it's my turn to host you guys. You guys, every time I've been over in Philly, have been incredible towards me. So I can't wait to you guys coming to our John and then uh, my turn to host. I, I can't wait. Dave, uh, for those that don't know you, I know you've been coming over for a couple of years now to games and whatnot. But why don't you tell people yeah. your your Philly sicko like origin <laughs> story? How did you how did you become one of us on the other side of the pond? Oh, so 2012, when it uh, all started for me, and it all started to go downhill for the Phils, but uh, I was just traveling in the States, and I was in Philadelphia. I loved the city straight off the bat, loved it. First time in Philly, uh, real sports city, oh, the passion, you could feel it as soon as you got there. I got invited to a game. I said, yeah, why not? Big sports fan. Didn't know what to expect, didn't have a clue. The moment I got off the scepter into the complex, Unreal. You know, nothing like that back home whatsoever. Just walking around, tailgating, nothing I've experienced before. I was hooked straight away. Got into the ballpark, walked around, loved it. Just loved everything about it. Sat down, watched the game, didn't have a clue what was going on. Had a lovely woman explain the rules to me as it was happening. It was Chase Utley's first game back from injury of the season against the Pirates. First debut, he hit a home run. Everybody goes crazy. The ball lands literally 50 meters away from me. Couldn't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is a bit of me right here. The sickest uh, of all of us since 2012 was your introductory year and you stuck with it. Man, that was a dark decade. Right. You're really sick. Uh, yeah. I play, like, like, for, me, for me, my fandom, Ben Revere was my, you know, my, my player growing up with. And, and Alan Holter and Nick Williams, Don Brown. But yeah, you know, it, it makes these times now even sweeter, you know, going through the last 10 years and now these two postseason runs we had and, and being there for both the NLDS series last year and this year. Ah, oh, just so special. And the experience and atmosphere was just unbelievable. Well, I have to ask, uh, Dave, it's one thing to be a fan. It's another thing to then put together UK Phillies, which you've done a tremendous job around of expanding the, the fans, the, the, the whole community vibe around the Phillies to take it over the pond, to take it international. What made you decide to take things from being just a fan to having UK Phillies and taking that next step of being so immersed and involved in the Phillies community in such a powerful way? Uh, in 2017, when things were low, <laughs> I thought there has to be other fans in the UK that 
I can vent to at the time, you know, and get things off my chest because it was just getting to a point of, damn, this sucks, man. You know, I, yeah. there's got to be other fans out there in the UK to share this with. And there was, there really was. I set up the Facebook group, the, the Twitter and the Insta, and, and a lot of fans in the UK reached out and it was amazing. And then I thought, wow, this is really cool. And it was an opportunity to meet other fans from, from other teams and, Branch out because our aim as well over here is to is to grow the sport here and to you know London Steelers really help. But for us, we want to bring the profile up, like the NFL has done so well in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, the NBA, NHL, it's got a great presence in the UK, and and baseball is now starting that journey really well. And it's it's for me, it's about growing the game as well, getting as many new fans as possible now. Uh, it's been awesome last two seasons, but the field's doing well. People reaching out going, you know, I'm new to baseball. I've seen your Twitter account, you know, the enthusiasm, which is great, uh, getting people on board that way. And of course, now the Phils are coming to London, uh, the interest has been off the scale. So um, yeah, it was just originally to reach out to other UK fans and, and vent about the tough times. And now it's just, ballooned and, and turned into this incredible account which is just such a pleasure to run and, and it's it's so much fun yeah so dave so what's your uh last one for me what's your favorite philadelphia food treat when you come over ah. here and for us heading over to london what would you recommend is a can't miss item uh that we should hit up obviously we know passion gav is a, is a really cool philly sports bar over there but like what's the one thing we shouldn't miss if we are making the trip over uh so when i was over there just gone i stayed in, in the fishtown area and uh really enjoyed it and there's some great diners out there great cheesesteaks of course on brand um when you guys come over here you've got to try fish and chips is the obvious answer but you've got to have a full english breakfast and a classic roast dinner it's got to be done and you won't be disappointed <laughs> Love it. I love that. And it sounds like we're clearly going to have to have our show in London with you um, because, first of all, I'm hungry now. I'm just, the thought of all this food's got me very hungry. It is lunchtime. But also, um, you know, it's, it's just great to hear all the excitement that's happening in London just as well. I know around here you go, if you're not at Citizens Bank Park, if you go to a local bar or whatever it may be, there's always crowds of Phillies fans. And I love that it's the same thing for you guys there as well. So as we uh, wrap up, because we really enjoy having you on and we're going to definitely have to have you on again. Yeah, next you know, time you're in town let too, people we'll know, have to get you in here. Yeah, when you're in town again, we'll have to make that happen to get you here in studio with us too. But let people know a little bit about where they can follow and also what's next for UK Phillies that they can look forward to with your content that you're putting out. Um, so it's UK Phillies across the board on X, Insta, YouTube, uh, Facebook. I, there's a lot coming up. I've got a meeting of MLB Europe, a Zoom meeting on Friday to discuss plans about events, tickets for London series. Uh, Pass Young is going to be the place to be if you are coming over to London. Uh, I'm hoping to be there in April for the opening series against the Braves, hopefully not against Aranoa. Um and just there's a lot of content to come. Uh, plans will be revealed soon. More vlogs, more build-up vlogs for London series as well. Uh, and we're going to, in the new year, we're going to really start to ramp it up and, and bring a proper countdown to London series. Awesome. Thank you again so much, Dave, for your time. We love the work that you do. We're excited for more to come in the future in terms of collaborating, but also to continue to watch what you're doing with UK Philly. So thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Yeah, see you, Dave. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy.
All right. Well, Dave Shaw, who does it, and, and, and I always feel bad because I like doing a nice British accent, but then I feel a little bit rude because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, is this, like, I don't know. But um, Dave Shaw of UK Phillies does a tremendous job. I, I came across his vlog uh, that he just posted recently. I've seen all of his work, but most recently he was posting about the London series because June will be here before we know it, guys. I know That'd we're preparing for the holidays, but June will be here have you done very London quickly. As I have not actually. Head. I know. You got to make on a my trip. List. It's on my list. My passport's ready. I'm ready to go to London. And so I'm looking forward because it's the, you know, Major League Baseball's back overseas internationally. Of course, we've seen Home of Chase St. Ugly. Louis and Chicago. Uh, but yes, exactly. Headed back. And those tickets are going to be on presale uh, actually pretty soon that, that people will be, be able really to buy fun. those. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned for more around the London series as tickets start to drop later in November. And you have a chance to attend the game on either Saturday, June 8th or Sunday, June 9th. Because what a great holiday gift that would be to be able to buy some tickets for a loved one that you're headed to London to watch the Phillies beat up on the Mets. But you know what else could be a great holiday plan? Maybe not as much of a gift. It's to eat right. And you can do that with Hero Bread. Now over at Hero Bread, as you're gearing up for the holiday season, you don't have to worry about eating, you know, and putting on that 20 pounds of, of holiday weight. No, no, no. You can eat healthy, nutritious options over at Hero Bread. And with Hero Bread, they have taken time to put together Rolls, sliced bread, um, wraps, tortillas, any sort of bread products that allow, regardless of your allergy or dietary restrictions, you to have something delicious to eat that's healthy for you. So over at Hero Bread, you can check them out at hero.co. The link is on the bottom of your screen. And you can use the code PHOI, gets you 10% off of your purchase. They have a lot of different varieties of bread. I've actually had a chance to try them out myself. Highly recommend them. And with Hero Bread, you have a chance to now be able to purchase um, bread that is fewer calories than the leading national brand, high fiber, low carbs, uh, ultra low net carbs, I should say, and zero gram sugar per slice. So again, Hero.co, use that code PHOY, get 10% off of your purchase, and make sure you're eating right, eating delicious this holiday season all right so i why am i getting oh oh for my accent eugene i wouldn't get canceled we should be host of a cooking show dave that's a great idea and i will say for thanksgiving jamie and i will be having some fun here in the studio yeah i gotta start with the grocery short store on the way home today i'm gonna make a balsamic bacon uh brussels sprout yeah. Tray, and I know you're you're doing some ham for our little, uh, <laughs> I guess, workplace Friendsgiving yes. casual. We are having a, a Friendsgiving here at PHOI Sports. I hope you guys are having some Friendsgivings outside of your usual Thanksgiving plans. It is interesting to hear what different people around the office are planning to bring because not everybody's a cook. Not everybody's most, comfortable I've in the kitchen. I've noticed that most people have contributed. I'm not a cook. You don't want me near a no, kitchen. I will buy something. Our entire PHOI office, for I the most part, cooking. because it's all men. Hey. Hey, hey, that's sexist. <laughs> it I is love, all men. It's I facts, love though. cooking and, my, and cleaning. All right? I'm and I'm saying comfortable saying it's it. It's all men that are the ones saying, uh, I don't cook. Well, Those are facts. You don't see me saying it. You don't coach see Jules or Bree saying it. I think like, coach is we, like the only one. We might be the only two that Yeah, said you and Coach are it. Everybody else was like, I can't cook. I'm just going to. Coach is making a seafood bisque and some seafood poppers. Looking forward to those. Introduce you to seasoning. Yeah. Listen, Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about it on our show. Um, don't worry. This is not the Thanksgiving edition. We will have one of those. Oh, Always makes me cringe because there are some people, whether it's like, Raisins in your potato salad or green bean casserole. I love or a green bean casserole. I'm not going to lie. It is never going to be seen mm. at my house for Thanksgiving because you're going to get 
plenty of other seasoned delicious food so <laughs> oh uh, philadelphia drum and percussion says jamie oh, i see wow. you every morning at drop off just haven't had the chance to corner you and talk huh. sports yet that's funny so I love uh, that. please say hello next time you see me yeah. uh, wrangling the girls sometimes <laughs> they're a little, a little feral sometimes uh, you know if i don't let one out of the car first and the other one gets upset and it's just like oh, all right yeah. just get into school and get out get a go get, yeah, get away exactly. from me you're not my problem for three hours oh yeah so we will have more maybe we'll, we'll give you guys um martians asking for a live stream of friendsgiving maybe we'll give you some behind the scenes sneak peeks because listen we offered for everybody to bring whatever they wanted to bring I offered to bring a nice glazed ham, and then we got some other suggestions that were not as um, great, but we've got food, guys. We've got food, apparently, so if you see us starving, <laughs> tomorrow this, it'll be, uh, you know why. John says, my <laughs> wife is away, so I will be preparing Le Helper de Hamburger. And be good. Le yeah. Helper de Hamburger. By the way, Hamburger Helper slaps. It's, right. um, Maybe le, it's the nostalgicness it's in de- me. De hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they are good. <laughs> it is. It's always delicious to have some good. I actually have had hamburger helper in a very long time. Um, uh, I haven't had it since probably <laughs> the mid 90s. Marshall Lids. Jamie, I can cook. Also, Jamie, I love a green bean What's casserole. What's wrong with green bean casserole? Green bean I think might green be my favorite vegetable. It's got to be disgusting. I and love depending green on what beans. I don't even eat mac and cheese, but depending on what you're putting in your mac and cheese, not good. There's some concerns. What's, what's, what, what's wrong with green beans? They don't deserve this. Green A casserole? I oh, love green yeah. beans. Not in a casserole. A green bean casserole is disgusting. That's wrong. You guys it's such are like monsters. But, but hold timey. on. R- Renee, you say you don't like mac and cheese, and that's like a staple. It's like a staple guys. Thanksgiving food. Yeah. Well, actually, Target for us, two. it's not. It's never Mac and cheese has never been a Thanksgiving staple for us. What's happening at your dinners? So I don't like Ooh, cheese. You have mashed potatoes and stuffing. Like hey, you don't need the mac and it's cheese. It's all about carbs and starch. That's I know. What There's already enough is. of those. Give me the cranberry right out okay, of the can. Okay, so what is your what's, what's some of your sides then? Um, what's like we your... do a soup course, we do a salad, and then the sides are usually salad at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you got to grease the tracks a little bit for the <laughs> next don't. day. You know what <laughs> you I mean? You don't actually. You know, I hate a little assistance the following day. Um, my stomach's gurgling. Yeah. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry. There's usually some kind of green bean or Brussels sprout dish. Um, uh, a lot of breads. A lot of breads. Like usually four or five different varieties of breads. Uh, and then my usually yams of some sort. Um, not the candied yams. I'm not a candied yamsman. Uh, but yeah, those are. that's pretty much it. I can't believe so, I, I just don't get mac and cheese at Thanksgiving. I'll be honest with you. It's not needed. <clears throat> There's so many days where mac and cheese is needed. That is not one of the days you need mac and cheese. Well, I don't eat mac and cheese any day. But well, over at my Thanksgiving, crazy. I got greens, beans, <laughs> beans, oh, greens, no, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> like, I actually had to look up the lyrics. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, bread, hogs, malt. You do not even. Chicken, turkeys, rabbit. No, we didn't so, eat lunch before getting on air today. And now I'm getting hungry. I'm so hungry. My stomach is gurgling. If I put the mic to my stomach, you probably could hear yeah. it gurgling. And then we so, do the, the manna pies. I, Let's wait. Before we move oh, on. Oh, you're not done. What's your go-to pie? Wait, I didn't even give my sides yet. Oh, you didn't give your sides yet. Well, somebody mentioned pie, and now I'm thinking about pie. pie. Oh my gosh, pie's better than cake. I love Thanksgiving because every plate you go and you get what? Pie is definitely better than cake. Pie's better than cake. Yes. No. 
Pie is better than cake this time of year. Nope. Pie is better but than cake. If I had all to the choose, time. if I had to choose one a to eat every day, with cold I ice cream on top. Cake oh, every day. I just ate cupcakes every day for the last two weeks. No. I was on a cupcake diet. Pie is better than cake. And I had a cupcake every single day for the last two right. weeks. And I what would never sides? do that with pie. Okay, so my first I'm, of all, I'm gonna sidetrack you in down. Turkey, cake ham, land. chicken. Oh, you guys run meals. the gamut. Oh my god, it's a huge spread. You just have more meat. Yeah, we're just turkey. Yeah. I gotta show you guys how it's done. No. Okay, and then your side. And honestly, sometimes sometimes you actually have other meats in there as well. And then outside of that, you have cabbage, greens, uh, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, candy. I yams. do love uh, greens. You have a little. Oh. Whether collard or good collard greens, like, with, yeah. you got to be mindful what's in it. Not everybody eats pork, so you can't. You have to have oh, options. And the Baked beans, in there, what up? cranberry Break sauce. Baked beans on on Thanksgiving. Yes. Wow. You have to have options. Cooked apples. Ooh, oh, that sounds good. Delicious. That sounds really delicious. Good. And then every time you go back and make a plate, you now can have something different. Yeah. And then for your pies, you have to have the spread, but it's got to be apple and pumpkin. Sweet potato pie is overrated in my opinion. I, think and so I like too. sweet potatoes. I agree. Okay, I'm glad I'm on the same page. But other than that, like I don't want a pecan pie or anything like that. I just like my simple apple and, and pumpkin. I understand the love for I'm pecan. Right it's pretty damn That's good. Uh, but mm -hmm. like, if I could choose one, it's a hot blueberry or apple pie with some vanilla ice cream on top. Mm, when it nah. melts, woo. I do like a pie with some ice cream though, oh, with yeah. like a nice scoop right on right. top. So you We're take the spoon lunch, and you get all that together. Me. Oh man, this yeah. Is killing in me. the chat, fried turkey, bomb. Fried turkey is good. I actually usually fried have, great. I'm yeah. usually on the turkey and ham, like to go in there in the I, turkey I, and I have another bring take. out the giblet and everything like that. I think ham is slightly <laughs> overrated. Ah! I, I I I eat it. I never yearn for ham. Maybe you're having ham wrong. Clearly, you're eating it no, wrong. No, we get the honey baked there's hams. So many, there's, no, there's so many different types oh, of ham. Honey baked hams are there's good. There's glazed, there's honey baked, there's like basic ham. Nah, you we, can have we get the right ham. ham. I just think oh. yeah, I think it's overrated, and I think Canadian bacon borders on gross. The only way it's acceptable is in a McMuffin, not your traditional English breakfast. I think it's a little oh gross. Wow. I just think there's so many better meats deviled than ham. Eggs? Like, what are we doing? Oh, oh deviled eggs. Oh. Yeah. With a little baby. bit of bacon drizzled on oh, top and, uh, and my, some. My mom makes a uh, asparagus oh my God, uh, so appetizer hungry. wrapped in prosciutto. We're not doing. Oh. We're All not right, we doing. Get... The, we're not doing. <laughs> guess that ballpark. I'm out of here. I need Cher to go eat some cherry, food. Cherry pie, MBD. What up? Yeah. Oh my gosh, guys. I'm so hungry. All right, we got to eat. So let's get to Tyler Glass now because yeah. I know Tyler's passionate about it. And then we got to. If you guys had to we choose. We got to play who's... guess that ballpark. If you guys had to choose who's Thanksgiving you're going to is it jamie's <laughs> or is it my thanksgiving that you're attending drop that in the chat let us Smoked know tandoori Ooh. chicken at thanksgiving that sounds have you awesome. ever had turduncan uh turduncan. i have not officially had it underrated but I know pretty good pretty odd but I, very good all right martian lynch i know you want me to <laughs> chill out with the takes i'm not a big duck guy <laughs> my wife loves duck i don't like a turduncan i don't um, like it by itself I, I think it's fine it it's just a little tastes too like chicken for me you just have to have all the options. So you can. You need to have a plate of. I like mixing my food, so you can now easily just go from thing to thing. Mm, so oh, so good. I'm you a just big mixer. Stir it up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Dave, that you're saying this episode to be should be submitted for an Emmy. <laughs> I'm so That's hungry. That's what you're right going now. for. I am literally I'm, salivating. Yeah. I could bite we're gonna, we're my have to find own some hand. Food, uh, ASAP. I didn't eat a big breakfast either, actually. So I legitimately am hungry. All right. I, I had a weird. Let's breakfast. play. Guess that ballpark. <laughs> So, score update, um, Jamie uh, has uh, one. Uh, 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 excuse me. 
I'm just reading the score. I'm not gloating. Yesterday, there's no gloating. I'm not gloating. I'm simply stating the facts. I do have two wins. Jamie has one win. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's close that laptop, internet. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm making it a, a rule from here on out. You we can't play add this rules game. In, what La is this? The touch push? You laptops, can't change the rules later in the gotta game. Go. They got to go. You can work with me. Do you want to consult? I have my guess. I don't feel great about it, but it's it's the gut instinct, so I'm going to run with it. City Field. I am going to say <laughs> San Fran. What is that? Oracle Park now? I forget um, the name. I think it's Oracle, but yeah, I think it's San Fran. Oh, is. you're Googling? No, I'm just Googling the name. I think it's Oracle Park, right? Um, I don't know. They change so much. All these sponsors. Uh, MetLife's? No, wait. That's the wrong what? Giants. Baseball Giants. <laughs> so, yeah, I've heard of MetLife. Uh, yeah, I was like, it wait It does look the same yeah, as yesterday, Martian. My gosh. Well, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, uh, the final answer. Wow, you're doing it that fast? Yeah. I'm just going to go with the gut. I, I'm, I, I'm actually just looking at names. I'm not looking at pictures specifically because I need a refresher. Mm-hmm. Um, Eugene Krabs has a, a, a decent guess, I think, there. Pecan pie. <laughs> Eugene Krabs has been pretty spot on so far. Yeah, he's, he so might be the I best So should I go with Eugene Krabs? No, you have That's to go with yourself and you have to close your laptop. That's not correct, though, by this time, I don't think. I think Sam Fran's um, more rounded. Okay, so I think Eugene I Krabs is saying now. Kansas City. Um, MBDBDBF saying that ballpark, they should be a, a shame. Martian saying this does look the same as yesterday. I agree. Oh, brisket tacos. Oh, my gosh, John. I uh, didn't know. Is that a new sponsor? Brisket that tacos. sounds Ooh. amazing. Cabbage is not so Oh, that Mexican place right across Ooh, the street might rolls. be getting hit oh up today. Gosh. Tacos. All right. So John Ooh. is saying city. And actually, I was going with that too as my initial one because I thought uh, San Fran has Yankee McCovey Stadium was city. No, I don't think I'm going to lock that in because. Shitty field is the Mets. I feel, I feel decent about that. Man, I'm sticking with it. I, I don't Wait, like my answer. Wait, has the correct answer been said? No. Oh, crap. All right. I'm sorry. All right, so nobody has said. Uh, Let's keep this guessing going. We are a little over time here and uh, a little well, you, hungry. You better here. get to your Google images quick here, Renee. We're running out of time. <laughs> We're going to have to put a timer on Renee as well as closing <laughs> our laptop. Okay. Sodderton High School. <gasps> Jamie Moyer's it? the stadium that Jamie Moyer built. All right. Saturday and Penrith is hilarious. We're doing a 15-second countdown Wait, why are internally we changing the rules Renee? just because? Because your Googling is too slow. Is it? 14. And Wait, did you have 13. an answer? I already said San Fran. But I it's wrong. In. Who said that? Tyler. He said no. the right answer hasn't been said. No, no you San Fran hasn't been said in the chat. The chat was, yeah. you asked me about the oh, chat. Oh, crap. My alive, answer baby. was in the chat. 12 seconds. What? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm back Ten. in school again. No. Oh, I think that Anish has actually a decent guess there. Progressive. Uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Six, I'm gonna go with. Five, oh, it actually does kind of look like no, but four, Kansas City was already said. No. Three. So I'm two, gonna go with. One. No. Give us Wait, an answer. I'm not Final ready. answer, Wait, I'm Renee. Handing it in. I'm handing it in. Give, Spit give it out. Dodger Stadium. Uh, no one was right today. <laughs> Chase oh. Field. Ah. Uh, Jeez. Man, See, I, if you had only given me a chance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The three minutes wasn't enough. Nobody's good, nobody's good at this. You shouldn't you should feel okay about failure. I'm, I've embraced it. Be okay about failure? Yes. What is this, participation trophy? I don't even think the designers of these stadiums could pick out their own stadiums. That doesn't mean I have to fail. because well, everybody else settling for failure. I don't have to. doesn't mean you have to cheat either. I'm not mm. cheating. I'm uh, consul there were no consulting rules. Consulting my it's resources. Given, you know like, what? I'm feeling that's a little good triggered. Zone, feeling like this is the tush push all over again, NFL. So what do you call that list of stadiums in front of you? <laughs> I have a 
very reasonable list of stadiums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, hold on. That's cheating. If you, if you like, if you like nominally have stadium yeah. names, and you're like, okay, it well, is what's all the, the stadium names? Pictures. Pictures. And yeah, it's the very, it's very small pictures. You can't really see it if you look here. According to my. <sighs> I'm rolling we my eyes. Fail. We're going to fail together. Uh, zoom in on me as I roll my eyes, please. <laughs> One more for the road. Yeah. So it's not cheating. There's no rules. This is not, you can't come up just because I'm the Eagles running the tush push wild. Doesn't mean you can come around and be salty and change the rules, guys. Figure it out as a way to get a win. But either way, mm -hmm. we all lost today. We're all losers. Everybody happy? We all got the participation trophy. Good job, you're everybody. You showed up. Sure about it. <laughs> you all showed up today. You tried your hardest. And even though you failed, Let's you're failed, you're an A in my book. Let's go get some You all tacos. get stars for trying. Should we get some show tacos? That's where we are now. I'm literally starving. Show tacos. All right, guys. <sighs> By the way, I have another take. Oh, no. Uh, there should be more breakfast tacos in the uh, northeast of this country. I think that's there one we can all agree. There are places. You have to kind of like search for them. They should be more readily available. Like you should be able to go to your local Wawa and get a breakfast taco. Uh, I don't know if I want. Like where do you yeah, want them available? Not? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like yeah, like should yeah. Dunkin' Donuts have them? Mm, they got croissants let's, and bagels. Should they have um, tacos? I just think more places should have them. Breakfast tacos are amazing. <laughs> According That's to all. sources, I've now been suspended for ten shows that I've been fined twenty five hundred dollars for cheating. Yep. And I'm also going to put out a restraining order because you guys are coming at me and there were no rules against cheating. All right, guys. Thank you for supporting us, rocking with us, making us all hungry as well, and having fun with us, most Very importantly. Uh, wow. I'm getting roasted in the chat in a great way, though. Not permitted on the sidelines for the next three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Built like a breakfast tie. I don't even know what that means, Martian Lynch. <laughs> Us it lynches just, have to stick together. It just actually makes me giggle at the I'm fact so the comments that people make towards me versus you versus Tyler. It's it's very consistent. <laughs> How could you betray a fellow lynch like that and call me a breakfast taco? Don't be mean to my co my co-host like I want, that. I want to talk so bad. Right <laughs> All right, go. let's go get some food, guys. For everybody here, make sure you're following, subscribing, staying up to date. We've got more coming your way tomorrow. And we will what talk. What time tomorrow? 1130 again? 1230? 1230. 1230. 30, uh, 30. 1230 Thursday. We will be live for more great conversations. You never know what we're going to talk about. You never know who's going to pop up on the show. You never know what pop food takes. takes today. And usually food takes are going to be here. So for Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington, and all of our gurgling stomachs, mm, thanks for tuning in to PHOI Phillies Podcast. For Dave Shaw, thanks for joining us from UK Phillies. Make sure you're giving him a follow. And we'll be back with more Guess That Ballpark and other hot stove news tomorrow. See you guys. We all silly like the mayor.